When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The pride, passion, and pageantry of college football lives here. This is the Paul Feinbaum Show, Hour 3 Podcast. This might be college football. We are back. We've had a lot of fun today. A lot of different topics. Uh, Plenty of time for you to jump on board. A couple of really great guests, uh, Thad, Thad Billard and Tim Couch. As uh, we continue to roll on here on a Tuesday, Hunter is up next. Uh, hello, Hunter. Hi, Paul. Roll time. Hunter, are you there? I'm here. Can you hear me? I like that name, though. Is Hunter is it Hunter Green? Is that the uh, what you always hear? Yeah. Hunter, no show right there. Uh, Special K <laughs> is uh, is up next. Okay, there you go. Hello, That's Special okay. Oh, hey, you. okay, you're there, okay. No, thank you for telling me. Hey, I'm a fit, well, I didn't know. You're a 15, I'm a 15-time caller. I'm the guy that turned down the date, oh, dinner yeah. date with Elizabeth Liz Taylor, Taylor and went to college with yeah. Nick Saban and Kent I, State. And by the way, I, I know, Special K, I know you've answered this question a hundred times, but nobody in their right mind would turn down a date with Elizabeth Taylor back in the day. I don't care if you I had, had to, the I don't care if you had, to, if you had to host the to Oscar do, at that night, you should have gone. Paul, I had a 19-hour telethon in Lexington, Kentucky. That's why I'm a big blue fan. I, Somebody could have filled in for at least an hour or two. I was the headliner for I mean, 19 hours. You could have gotten a goofy we weather raised, guy. We raised five hundred thousand dollars. Well, that's that wonderful. Back, but, this but, was back but in '85. Uh, okay. You, you could have told your grandchildren you you had a date with Elizabeth Taylor. No, I think that it's better than I turned it down. No, I mean, I think it's she's stupid. beautiful. You know, she's only four eleven, right? By the way, what year was this? If I could get some context. Eighty-five. I'm gonna. I think eighty-five. Now, I, I don't mean That's to be critical of the dead, but by eighty-five, Elizabeth was already slipping. No, she was beautiful. Her uh, eyes she, she were was, beautiful. That was, she that, lost wasn't that all the that uh, wasn't that the John Warner period? Uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah. I mean, that, I mean I'm I not being. I don't want to be sexist here, but, but give Kentucky. me give me Elizabeth Taylor from Cleopatra. Well, Richard Burton, she had you. you well, told I know, me I know, I know she. I mean, I, the I, first I, time I, I, I've read the book, but uh, I, I want to. I want Elizabeth Taylor in the '60s, not the '80s. Okay, but the first time you called me when you hung up, when I hung up, you said I don't even know who Elizabeth Taylor, but she was big stuff when Richard Burton was dating her. And that well, was, you that were, was you kind were, of a joke. So funny, you're so funny. Uh, okay, I, grew I know up it's in, a joke. You're funny. In the era of Elizabeth Taylor, and she. For those but of you, you who don't know who we're talking about, you digress. In the 60s, was she I, not the number one sex symbol in the world? I know. I, I call the Paul Feinbaum show and an episode of Dating Game comes out. Okay, now, well. broke out. But you didn't, did you hear that the, the guy he wanted to fix you up with, she's heavy. She's a little heavy. Well, well, so what? <laughs> I'm crying. I'm crying here. And then she says she's a heavy smoker. You oh, didn't I, I didn't hear that. that. She's a heavy smoker. I know you didn't. Oh, my She's goodness. a heavy smoker. 
that's where I think get her phone number, give it to Randy, and he can have a field day with that. I'm going to buy Randy a pineapple pizza pie sometime. I, I love the guy. But I hear he's not answering the calls right now as a cameraman. What's up with that? Anyway, well, anyway. Hold on. First of all, he's not just, a cameraman. He, what, well, what, what, what is your title? You're, you're, a, you're, a, you're a technical engineer. Okay, the he's a senior screener. studio operator. I mean, come on. Okay, I mean, Randy that's knows. Okay. That's I mean, what, were you, what, what did you do? Were you, were you an anchor? I was an anchor. I was TV sports in Lyme, Ohio, Lexington, Kentucky, and Orlando, Florida. Wonderful. Sports the last four years on the CBS affiliate. Real quick. Well, you should know better Kentucky than to fan. call a guy uh, a cameraman. That's like calling. No, because that's what the call screener told me. Well, that's Randy like calling a flight attendant a stewardess. But he said he's a cameraman now. I said, where's Randy? He always answers my phone. He's a you're cameraman. A that's what? what your call screener said. That's what your you're call screener studio. said. That's like I-Man is a, is a heating guy, and he's like a heating and, and air special, uh, engineer specialist. Oh, don't get me started about I-Man. He called me out when I called and said I was a 14-time caller, 15th now. He said, I did the computer. I'll get a calculator on here. You know, I've called for 25. I've called 5,300 times. That's... That's I man. I have no respect for him. But anyway, I love I love uh, the other Alabama guy. The, the anyway. But real quick, real quick, real quick. Z is back. Z is back. Great God Almighty, Z is back. I'm a Kentucky fan. The seven two guy. I'm loving him. And yeah, the other guy, the Kentucky guy or the Alabama guy. I love him. Yeah, legend, legend. He's the guy I like. Right. Okay. So, so what? What? Uh... So, so, Kay, tell me this. Uh, you're retired. What do you do in your retirement? I'm just, I do what I want to do. Early retirement, I did TV for 21 years, and after that I worked for a major resort company in Orlando in the corporate office. And major resort I'm company just, in Orlando. That sounds familiar. Yeah, a big one. And then the COVID shut everything down. They asked me back three months later, and I said, hey, I appreciate you, but I'm, I worked all my life, so I'm done. I'm done. Major anyway, resort company in Orlando. I watch you every day. I Universal, don't you got Disney. No, it's Westgate Resorts. It was a Westgate, big time-sharing company. We got like 20 resorts nationwide. I've heard of Westgate. Been there, I was there 24 years. Westgate, yeah. We got nine resorts in Orlando. That's we okay. got them all uh, over the country. Uh, no matter what, what you do in your, whatever happens, I, I can't, I still can't get over the fact that you blew off Elizabeth Taylor. I didn't blow her off. It's just I had work to do. I had a telethon, a 19-hour telethon for the people, the kids, the kids in the hospital. I had bigger fish to fry. Come on, okay. you can't fault me for that, Paul. Okay, Elizabeth Taylor. I'm going to check this out because I really don't know. Elizabeth Taylor in... Uh, in she actually gave a trophy at Keeneland that day, and I was there. And when I just happened to be at the restaurant, her entourage came in, and my friend from work's mother organized the entourage. Well, That's why they invited Liz me to Taylor it. Taylor would have been... Uh, Fifty-three years old. She was beautiful. Yeah, she, she was, was okay absolutely gorgeous. She was stunning. Easy for me to say. Four eleven. I didn't realize she was four eleven. Every no, but that's a bar bet. Well, everybody knows now because you have a big, highly rated show. But I've won bar bets on that. But anyway, it is what it By is. By the way, uh, she was un she was not married in eighty five. I don't. I don't no, think she, she was. That was uh, probably she, she, uh, she, before she, the Warner. She, she married Before Warner, she divorced Warner in 82. She was married to a U.S. senator from Virginia. And she was unmarried well, from Warner. 82 to 91 when she married uh, Larry Fortensky. Not exactly her best husband. Oh, that guy. He was a bodyguard. Wasn't he, he the was bodyguard? He was like a clown. 
I mean, Elizabeth yeah, Taylor, was her, her first husband was Conrad Hilton. Have you ever heard of him? <laughs> oh, yeah, of course. He's a guy that started the Hilton <laughs> I Hotel. I but your viewers haven't. <laughs> uh, then she was married to uh, Mike Todd, who was a famous director. Eddie Fisher, who was an actor. Eddie Fisher, that was back in the 50s, yeah. And then 50s she dumped 60s, him yeah. for, uh, Eddie Fisher was married. Richard Burton. Wasn't, wasn't Eddie Fisher married to an actress at the time? But I think she dumped him for Richard Burton, right? Yeah, she dumped him, and then she married Burton about three times, and uh, <laughs> and then the senator. Gosh, we're doing a synopsis. I, you gave me a lot of time, but I'm just trying to talk about Kentucky basketball. You oh, keep okay. bringing well, up Liz Taylor. I'm good. I'll talk more about Kentucky next time I call. That, but I, I don't we want look to take forward to that. Uh, time. Special K, who almost dated. What, what is your best almost story? Uh, the I almost was a millionaire. <laughs> you know. If, if I had only known, uh, I was almost this, and I was almost, you could do it, you could do that. That's a bar game, isn't it? Drinking game. This guy is stuck on, I almost dated Elizabeth Taylor at 53. How long did you date Miss North Carolina? You dated her for six months? What was her title before Miss North Carolina? Okay. Well, that's great. Congratulations. You dated Miss North Carolina. Can you imagine? You think Miss, the former Miss North Carolina is telling her kids, I, I dated Randy, the famous guy on the Feinbaum show. Uh, I do <laughs> You think she, wh wh where is she now? How do you like me now, Miss North Carolina? Look at me. I'm on the Feinbaum show and you're stuck there with, you know, an insurance uh, executive. We'll be right back with our tobacco guy. Yeah, she, the heir to the RJR uh, fortune. <laughs> we'll be right back. You're listening to the Paul Feinbaum Show podcast. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Is your schedule too packed to see a doctor about your erectile dysfunction? Well, with Hims, now you can get treated for ED without stepping foot outside your door. They're changing men's health care by providing access to affordable sexual health treatments from the comfort of your couch. Hims provides access to doctor-trusted ED treatment options such as chewable hard mints, brand name treatments like Viagra, or generic alternatives for up to 95% cheaper. The process is simple and entirely online. Just answer a series of questions and a medical provider will determine the right treatment option. If prescribed, your medication ships to you free. No insurance needed. So what are you waiting for? Join the hundreds of thousands of trusted HIMSS subscribers and get treated. Start your free online visit today at HIMSS.com Paul. That's H-I-M-S.com Paul for your personalized ED treatment options. HIMSS.com Paul. Hard mints are chewable compounded products which are not approved by or verified for safety or effectiveness by the FDA. Prescriptions require an online consultation with a healthcare provider who will determine if appropriate. Restrictions apply. See website for details and important safety information. Subscription required. Price varies on product and subscription plan. We welcome you back, and Trey is up next in Tuscaloosa. Hello, Trey. Hey, Paul. Uh, special Katie just called in. 
any anybody that'd rather do a 19 hour marathon instead of going out with Elizabeth Taylor, I think they have some problems. What do you think, Paul? Well, especially when what are we what are we talking about now? 30 uh, 39 years ago. Exactly. Well, you're still now, talking you, about you an almost a, day 39 years ago. Well, you might want to have a 19-hour marathon with Elizabeth Taylor, but don't have it without her. I mean, I mean, I, I just don't get that at all. I'd never turn something like that down. That's one thing. Listen, like it, it's one thing if you say, uh, and I, I used to tell this story, but I'm not going to. Uh, I, I almost uh, <laughs> almost got a chance to be with Elvis. I mean, but. Yeah. I mean, you know, hey, well, you I bring mean, up Elvis. Let me tell you something about Elvis since you brought that up. My yeah. dad was a fireman in Mobile, Alabama. And when Elvis used to play down here, my my last name is Presley, but we spell it with two S's. Oh, wow. And he got to uh, uh, be the guard at, uh, you know, they have firemen down there and his dressing room and all. My mom got to meet him a couple of times and still has his autographs. Oh, but cool. I want to say something else, too. Uh, Dwayne needs to understand also that Mobile, Alabama is the birthplace of Mardi Gras, not Louisiana, sure like is. you said. So he, sir? I said, sure. By the way, you know, you think about it. I, I saw a guy on TV there that he has a, a, a book called Flukes, where uh, I think the big thing was some, 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 uh, somebody part of the Oppenheimer group uh, or Oppenheimer, yes, uh, or he had uh, apparently he had been to Japan as a, as a young person. And, and, and mm-hmm. because he had been there, they decided not to bomb that particular area and decided to go to Hiroshima and Nagasaki. But anyway, isn't that crazy? Think about this. But though. I do have a question. I mean, everybody's I got a question a, everybody's got a story, but most of the stories are better than I almost <laughs> had a date with Elizabeth <laughs> Taylor. Instead, I did a, a, an eighteen-hour telethon um, for the kids. Yeah, well, I, I done told you what I thought, but yeah, Paul, I do have a question for you. Um, I'm watching the NFL this weekend and, and some of the college football lately, and, and I'm talking about announcers. Paul, what ha- what happened to the ability of these announcers? I don't feel like I'm in the stadium anymore. I don't. No, I don't terrible. feel the the cold. I don't feel the wind. I don't feel the fans. I well, don't feel the description. First of all, it depends on which game you're watching. But any game with Tony Romo, I would turn the sound down. Um, well. I mean, and some of them are very knowledgeable, but it's their voice and the way that they come across. It, it, it just kind of makes. Well, you know I the deal. Feel like uh, Trey, they used to be uh, announcers. You, most of the old announcers got their start in radio. And Correct. When you're, when you're on and radio, you felt like you were you, there. You, first of all, you have to have a thank, thank, You have to have a. You have to be well read because you're talking, and you have to have a vocabulary. And today's announcers, I know I sound like my grandfather here, uh, are TV announcers. So all they've ever done is primarily call the game uh, with a monitor next to them. And, and they don't do the description. The, the, old, the old announcers from the 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s, uh, they, they described the action. They didn't look at a TV because you didn't have TV back then. And I think that's part of it. And I think they're all into shtick and they're all into making sure they have a... a a Jim Nance uh, glitzy call at the end, so they'll get written up in the in the sports media world, and too often they do that. And I don't know. I, I don't pay much. Attention. I mean, they still make all these uh, all these guys make a fortune. For what reason? I don't know. Are you going to watch? 
Are you, are, if, if Tony Romo is doing a game or not go, doing a game, are you going to watch the game? No. 50 million people watched that game the other night. Did Tony Romo and Jim Nance affect one person watching? No. Not, not a single one. But they're still making, I saw Nance a couple of months or years ago, he's not sure he's going to re-sign unless he got a better deal. What's happened to the media? I mean, what's, what's, what's happened? I mean, does that really go on in this world? Jim Nance is in the portal. He ought to be in the portal. Uh, Mike is up next in Tallahassee. Hello, Mike. What's going on, Paul? Hey there, Mike. Hey, man, I, I want to ask you a couple of questions, man. One, I want to ask you your opinion on this year college football season. And then I want to get into a little bit of the, the the top 10 of college football, well, the top 15 of the last few teams going towards the playoff this year. Well, let's, let's start with this season. Uh, did, did you think it was a good season? Uh, I think it was kind of a great season almost until we got to the end of the season. And I, I listen to you a lot. You're one of my favorite guys, Paul. I really, I really dig you deeply. But this year, kind of like faded on you at the end because I know you're an Alabama guy. But sometimes you jump with Georgia. And I didn't understand this season because Georgia's been the front runner from beginning to basically from beginning to end. They lose that one game, and all of a sudden, you drop them all the way to six. Now, let's have a discussion with that. No, uh, um, actually, I had them fifth, but that's okay. I didn't have them fourth. And 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 I'm going to get to that. That's what I'm saying. Okay. If we go to the beginning of the season, and you look at what Georgia did, and Georgia pretty much ran the table into that last game, they lose by three points. And then you turn around and you want to put Georgia all the way to the back of the bus. How could Georgia possibly go to the back of the bus when they only lost by three points to Alabama, who already had one loss in their vocabulary, and then you beat a team that's number one by three points and you drop them to five or even six? And my point of the matter was, and I'm a Florida State fan. I'm a diehard fan. I'm a Seminole. Yeah, we got jerk. We got robbed. For somebody to work so hard like them kids did, for y'all to take that away from them, that's a bunch of BS, Paul. Plain and simple. Well, Mike, it don't matter but, but, but what happened here's the problem, Mike, and, and I, I agree with what you're. I agree with your Hold premise, on. but as you're as you're coming up with the top four, clearly I felt Alabama belonged because they beat Georgia. I okay. strongly believe Michigan belonged, uh, and I thought Texas got in, and, and I, had, uh, I, I, had, I had the same four that went. Now, I'm not, the problem with Georgia was the last image of Georgia was terrible, and you can't lose sight of that. that they, have a, they, have a, they have a situation where they have a SEC championship game, and they flat out blew it. And you may not like the criticism, but that's what they did. They should have won that game. They had a better team. Okay, I'm going to give you a prime example, Paul. Look at the Dallas Cowboys. They well, did the same exact thing all year long. Had a great, oh, great season. Oh, this, that, and the third. Soon as somebody loses one game or they don't look so hot, y'all all jump off the bandwagon. Why is that? Why when one Well, because we, we live in a world, band- Mike, where certain weekends are more important than others. And if you're, if you're in a tight market where you have to win the game – 
you better win the game. And uh, in, in Georgia's case, they had no room for error and they blew it. And I say they blew it because they, yeah, they got a bad call at the, at the end of the first half. Uh, but the fumble at the end of the game was was critical, and you know the Cowboys are just chokers. I mean, I don't I don't know how you get around it. Why are some why are who was the pitcher a couple of years ago? Was it Kershaw? Uh, maybe I'm thinking of somebody else. I mean, the best pitcher in in baseball, in the uh, Clayton Kershaw, he's got a he's got an he, you can't hit the guy, and you put him in a playoff game or a World Series, and he literally throws up. That's what that's what sports is about. That's why the that's why certain players make. $25 million a year because they, they, they can, you know, why do, you know, going back in time, why do they call, why was Reggie Jackson so great? Because he hit three home runs in a World Series game. Uh, he, he, he got the title Mr. October. Why was Michael Jordan so good? LeBron James, Kobe Bryant, uh, Shaq, because they played in the moment. Uh, you know, Paul, let's be it doesn't matter Paul. if you're you know, in pro you football, what you do in September, you better win in January. Okay, so Florida State won. You might not like how they won, but they won, right? So how would you rob some kids? That well, I, I don't really feel like they were robbed. Wait, 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 I felt, wait, wait, I felt wait, they wait, played wait, in wait, an, an inferior wait, league. Wait, wait, Paul, listen to this. And they had no significant listen wins. Listen, 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 Paul. Listen, let's be fair. Come on. TCU was the, the team last year that was there. We can go on for years and years and prior to that. So let's don't, don't do that because these kids, because their quarterback get hurt, you think that it's fair to take that away from all the NFL brothers that could have went to the league the, that previous year, but came back for this fight, and for them to get robbed like they got robbed. First of all, Mike, I, I am not going to uh, concede and, that they got robbed. They didn't get robbed. Why didn't you? They didn't lose. So the no, whole, it was, uh, the Mike, I don't really care if they won. I don't care that. Listen, slow down. You're, you're missing it. You're, you're, you're buying into this politically correct nonsense that so many people – subscribe to but i know what alabama did and, and i don't know what florida state did alabama on the biggest day of the year showed up and beat the biggest and baddest on the street florida state's biggest win of the year was against who can you tell me that all right hold on one second i'm gonna get to that in a second what is what is the whole point of ncaa sports what is the whole point of ncaa sports paul I mean, I'm, I'm not really sure uh, what, uh, what the point is. Okay, all right, all right. Let's go to basketball. When you win, you in, right? What what they got the what they got the tournament for? The March Madness. You win and you win. That is right? a tournament sport, you though, Mike. And you win until you lose, right? But so there's no the there's point. no rule in football that says that because uh, there were a number of years ago West Virginia was undefeated. They didn't they didn't play for the championship. Auburn was undefeated in 2004. They didn't get a chance. And it's just part of the game. Okay. When, and what ranking I mean, I, I give Florida State time. credit for one thing. They're trying to get out of the league they're in. Yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll hand it to them. What was, I mean, what was Auburn ranking that year that they didn't make it, Paul? Well, they were ranked number three. Okay. And why did they get robbed? Well, because the teams in front of them, USC and Oklahoma, started the season one and two and never lost. Okay. And who jumped in front of them? In front of them? Well, it Who's never changed. Of- uh, Auburn got as close as tied for second one week in the poll, and that was it. Listen, Mike, I, 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 I'll continue this. I mean, I, I appreciate your undying love for Tallahassee and for Florida State, but in the end, I'm not shedding any more tears for that group. We will be right back. 
You're listening to the Paul Feinbaum Show Podcast. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. We are back, and uh, let's get right back to our callers. And this one hasn't uh, popped up here in a couple of days. Squirrel is on the horn. Hello, Squirrel. Well, every time I call in, your leg humper gets pissed off and quits the show. So, you know, I try to limit, you know, my calls as, little, as much we as possible. appreciate that. Er, earlier, you mentioned um, Wallace giving a speech at Alabama. When you were in high school or college, did you ever have to read the book, The Education of Little Tree? I don't think so. You know the story behind that? No. It was written by a guy named Force Carter. And... He wrote four or five books. The book's banned now, by the way. And, and the reason being is um, he pretended to be a Native American. He wrote the book from the perspective of a Native American. It turns out Forrest Carter was actually Asa Carter. Do you, you know who Asa Carter is? Yes. He was uh, Wallace's speechwriter. Right. And he wrote that speech. And, I, and a lot of people had to read that book when they were in school. I just wondered. You know, if you had to, you know, I know you're a big reader and all that. And, um, you know, if you were aware of that controversy. Yeah, I mean, I knew a great deal about the governor um, and uh, read a lot about it, but I, I missed that one. But uh, it was yeah, interesting. Well, you you got look into that. It's well. pretty fascinating. And that, and that book has been banned now uh, because of, of who, because of the author. And he went on the Today Show and everybody was, you know, this is Forrest Carter, the author. And it turns out it, everybody was calling in from Alabama saying, that's not Forrest Carter, that's George Walsh's speechwriter. <laughs> and uh, he, he wrote the book that the movie uh, the, Outsaw, the Outlaw Josie Wells was oh, based wow. on. That you was, like that movie? That was one of his books. Yeah, okay. my favorite Western. So that was kind of a weird thing, and that was a fascinating story to me. But look, uh, again, I apologize for running your number one. Well, I think, Squirrel, uh, last time you were here, uh, you did run him off, and he has not called since. <laughs> He'll be calling back again soon, but but he you know he gets upset for some reason you know when I call in, and and he said that he was in a different category than me. And Jim was correct on that one. I was in the documented category, and Jim was in the undocumented category. But I'm just fascinated with a seventy-something-year-old dude who who has to harken back to his junior high days sixty years later. I just that just fascinates me and it, it amuses me, and and that's why I call. Thanks for taking my call. Aloha. Uh, Johnny, I don't think we quite finished your call, so you're back for another round. No, I got, I got tied up in a break a while ago, but uh, I've, I've been able to kind of get this whole thing right now. Earlier we were discussing the heavy women thing, 
And now in my story, this woman looks like Elizabeth Taylor in the face. So uh, I go to this single white. I meet her on the dating site. And, you know, we're sitting in her den watching TV. And, you know, she gets a little excited. She said, I just think we ought to carry this to the bedroom. And I'm, I'm a little shocked, and I'm trying to be a good guy. And so I said, you know, maybe next time. Well, she just jumps up and starts laughing and runs down the hall. And as she gets past the axle, this thing starts tilting, and it shoots me up in the air, and I slide down the hall to the bedroom. And that woman had her way with me. And after, you know, later in the night, I text my cousin to come pull that mobile home down with a chain where I could get out of there. And a lesson for all you younger dating guys, you ever go off to a single wide in the woods, look and make sure that thing's got tie-downs on it, you'll wind up just like I did. What a story, uh, Johnny B. I, I don't know where, really where to go there other than to uh, thank you for your service to, to uh, single wives. I'm all about helping people out. And you did. And, and you be well. And we thank you for, for participating today. Man. Steve O is up next. Uh, good afternoon. Hi, Bob. What's cooking? Hey, hey, what's up, buddy? So check, oh, not much. Hey, so this Bash character, did you go to Colorado and pull him out of a local dispensary or something? Where in the hell, I mean, I mean, what closet did you pull him out of? This guy's an idiot. Okay. I we, mean, well, let's I'm, say I'm we've established Bash, that, okay? The whole Bash brother thing is stupid. So Bash, quit calling, whatever. Hey, this last guy about Florida State, I do want to bring up something to you, Paul. You know, I'm a, I'm a diehard Bulldog. If Alabama would have lost a second game during the season, all right, so they would have went into Georgia with two losses and would have beat Georgia, would Georgia have gotten the playoffs over a two-loss SEC champion, Alabama? Yes. See, and that's my point. I think in the future, the championship games are going to do more harm. So hear me out here. We both agree that probably the top two Big Ten, the top two SEC teams, those four teams that make the championship game are going to make the playoffs, all right? But then you have the third team in each conference, all right, that are kind of hanging by there. So the, the, the team that loses the championship game, they could get knocked out of a home playoff game or a first-round bye by the third-place team by making the championship game. So I understand it's about money, but I... Yeah, I don't know what happened to Steve-O, but we lost him, but we got the, uh, got the impact. Swamp is up next. Hello, Paul. Hello. <clears throat> Can you hear me? Yes. Okay. I was talking to you about legend and the uh, disease that he has now. It's called non-stegomatis. No legend has stegomatis. Hey, Swamp, no you're, you're still in the swamp. I don't know what's going on with your phone, but you, uh, we, we can uh, – unfortunately, we just can't hear you. Uh, that's why we uh, had to move on the first time and the second time and probably the next time yeah. as well. Why don't we take a break? Uh, we're heading there and – he needs to put that cell phone in the, in the portal. We are coming right back with much more. You're listening to the Paul Feinbaum Show podcast. 
This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. And we are back. And let's check in with Jamie, who is up next in Myrtle Beach. Hello, Jamie. Jamie, you there? Everybody. Yeah, go right ahead. My call. Yes, sir. Thank you. I just want to know how in the world my Gamecocks keep getting the hardest schedule in the SEC, it seems. They play Oklahoma, Alabama, Ole Miss, back-to-back-to-back, and two of which are away games. And then you have Missouri, who has the world handed to them, it seems like. By the way, though, you don't, uh, it's an, you're right about Alabama and all those things, but you know who is not on your schedule? Thank God, Georgia. Yeah, I mean, so you, <laughs> you, you can complain all you want, but uh, you don't play the best team in the league. Not this year, but every year, though, Paul, we have. I just, I want some relief. You, you don't play Texas I either. I, I'm, not, I'm not saying you're wrong about uh, the schedule. It's very difficult, but. You also you're you got Vanderbilt on there. Uh, yeah, that's that's the biggest. You're right. That's what every SEC school wants, and then you got A and M, which is in transition. Uh, well, I mean, you're, well, unfortunately, you're, I mean your your conference schedule is fairly difficult. You got LSU at home. Uh, I mean, these schedules are weighted, um, and some some ended up with better schedules than others. I think that is a foregone conclusion. Thank you very much for the call, buddy is in Montana. Hello, buddy. Buddy the Elk, what's your favorite color? Uh, still working on that after all these years. I love oh, you. We're not working on this call much longer. Uh, Tracy is in North Carolina. Hello, Tracy. Wow. I don't know if I can follow that one. Yeah, when you started out with your phone, I had a guy try to interview me once. At a, at a, we were on <laughs> campus, and he goes, oh, well, could I, could I? I said, sure. I got time. He goes, your favorite color. I said, not a good, not a good opening line. Nope. You're right. Hey, thanks for taking my call. Hey, Paul, I don't ever call in really and whine and complain. I'm a, I'm a suffering balls fan ever since uh, they ran Fulmer out for what, 12 or 14 years, something like that until we got to Heupel. Right. And uh, I'm happy now, but there's, there's something that, that just, I don't know, and, and I don't know that I've ever heard you talk about it. I'd like to ask you about uh, the bias against Tennessee football for the media. Uh, I, I, and I know I'm a fan, but it just it irks me. I see so many 
uh, articles and different things. A good example. Did you watch the Polynesian Bowl last week? I did not. Okay. In that game, uh, there's a guy named Mike Montgomery. He's a five-star receiver that's committed to Tennessee. He won the MVP award for that game. He also, uh, they talked about him all week long, about how great he practiced and his hands and everything else, his speed and all that. Well, when they did the final, and I know I know, recruiting numbers don't necessarily mean everything, but uh, when they came out with the final thing over the weekend, the final recruiting numbers, he dropped to number four. And, I mean, it just set me off. I'm like, you got to be kidding me. I don't, I don't understand. It's, it's always something against Tennessee the last few years. And I'm not going back to Peyton Manning. I understand all that back in – you know, 98 or whatever it was. but So, so let me, let me get to this, Tracy. <laughs> other than this Polynesian Bowl snub, what other snubs, uh, what other slights has Tennessee received? Well, without without picking out or cherry-picking one or two, it's just uh, it seems like the announcers during the games are always, uh, uh, I guess you'd say, biased against them. Uh, articles that I read uh, – seem to be down on them and you know i saw an article i think it was thursday or friday uh don't uh, i don't know if it was on three i don't think it was it was somebody else but anyway talking about how they need offensive linemen and you know they're not going to be able to make it to the playoffs because of that and it just and and and, and i don't want to talk about referees calls because that's not right but it just seems like there's been so much negativity the last two years when Tennessee has finally turned a corner, uh, I'm not going to. I'm not saying they're going to win an Addy or anything, but uh, uh, in the next year or two. But it just seems like there's so much positive stuff going on, and everything I keep hearing on uh, sports uh, shows, especially ES, some of the ESPN stuff, just it, it just seems like there's a bias. Am I wrong? I mean, you follow it all well, your Tennessee grad, you, um, because I I understand. Fans look at things differently than the media, but sure. I think I think for a for a for a period of time there there was a tremendous negativity toward Tennessee because of Jeremy Pruitt and other situations. Oh, absolutely. But, but I sure. felt uh, that last year uh, Tennessee could not have been praised any more than they were uh, with you know the, the wins over Florida at home and the upset over Alabama. Um, this year things turned. Sour. Uh, I mean, I think that would be generous to say, but I, 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 I can't. Uh, when it comes to when it comes to recruiting, though, I there, there's a lot of bias that goes into it. Uh, I used to think some of these recruiting analysts were complete frauds. I don't think that anymore because I've gotten to know some of them, and I know they they really took a lot. They, they really do put a lot of time in it and expertise. But it is subjective, and and you're going to get things that. Uh, but but I, I, I don't I'm not I'm not saying you're wrong, but I, I also as somebody who grew up in Tennessee and went to school at Tennessee, I don't I don't see it exactly that way. Well, OK, and I appreciate that. That's why that's why I wanted your opinion on it, because I knew you would you would be honest about it. I got one more just real quick one. OK, uh, what do you what do you think about the, the recruiting this year with them and kind of give I know you can't make a prediction yet but uh, we're not losing a bunch of players like Bama is so they're pretty much 
Set, I, I, Tracy, uh, I am very upbeat on the program. I think Heupel, uh I mean, I, I, I frankly thought they, they, they lost a game or two la uh, a year ago that they should have won. I thought they had a re they really were in a great spot against Alabama. They let that game get away. I'll never understand how the Florida game went south. I thought the preparation nope. for, for Missouri was really poor. But overall, I thought uh, having to live, live and die with Joe Milton, it, it wasn't all that bad. That, that, so. But I think I think Heupel is a superb play caller, and and I think the I think the I think the health of the program is better than it's been in fifteen years. I agree. I agree. Okay. All right, buddy. Well, thanks for taking my call. Yeah. Uh, you, by the way, I used to get very upset when people uh, looked at media, uh, but but I, I understand fans do not. Uh, I'm not I'm not a good person to judge because I. I I've been on the other side, but I understand fans when they get mad. Uh, you know, they, they're not always uh, being objective, but they're not supposed to be. They're fans. They they see things through a very. It's like politics. Everybody's always getting by. Everybody's coverage is always biased against my guy. Sometimes it's actually true. Um, we have another hour. We hope you'll stick around. You're listening to the Paul Feinbaum Show podcast.